Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Launch Byte. And today I am joined by my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. My name is Chris Chai, and this is the show where we talk about anything and everything that catches our interest, including gear that we find um, really cool or news articles that we find relatable to our lifestyles right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Brian, how have you been? I'm good. I just came back from marketing. Visit mm-hmm. the, those wet market, right? I always find that going to wet market, you can get uh, fresher food over those uh, hmm, frozen that you can yeah. Yeah, and Much all. fresher, much better prices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. Like, I, I can't remember the last time that I went to a wet market. It was probably when I was like really young and I went with uh, my mom and stuff. But uh-huh. yeah, it seems like nowadays, especially because there's no wet market that's nearby, it's at least like two or three MRT stops away for me. Uh-huh. A bit, I miss it a bit, uh, but I also don't really know what to choose. Actually, um, I think most of the people right now uh, including myself, uh, mm. frequent more of a supermarket like Sing Siong, NTUC, Cold Storage and all. We kind yeah. of uh, not sure how to choose. Like for example, just now early on when I went over to the fish store, right? Uh, that was when uh, that store, my mom used to frequent it. And right. when I go there, all the fish are, uh, fish are already chopped into pieces. I don't even mm. know how they look like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so even if it's a full fish sitting there I also don't know but in NTUC right you get to see a name like a silver right the label fur. right yeah, the sticker a, okay. at least you have an idea what you are having um, right 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 this is our second attempt uh, back to the wet market uh, so we learn oh the uncle was quite mm. friendly right they just tell tell the uncle uncle I want something that can make yipian tang one oh then they will introduce uh. her <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I and I was just thinking about it, right? Like, most of the time, I don't even go to the supermarket physically anymore. I use oh. Honest Bee. Oh, you are Honest Bee fan. Why Honest yeah. Bee and not Red Mart? Um, Red Mart, generally, is more expensive. Again, I, I did a comparison a long time ago. To be honest, the difference is not too much. Okay. But because Honest Bee picks from, like, NTUC or cold storage and stuff like that, there's mm-hmm. a much wider range of the things that I buy on a day-to-day basis as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, the CTO was my ex-classmate in the uh, US, so I kind of knew. Yeah. Sure support. Mm. Mm, I, you know, I have never used this kind before yet. <laughs> I've yeah? never used Redmart, never used Honestbee, never buy from NTUC online. Is there a reason why? Uh, as of now, currently, I still feel that... Um, Going to be supermarket, walking around and looking at things, uh, it's kind of like, um, I know, especially with Legion, right? It's like a time together. Then we can um, um, look at the vegetables together and like right. learn together. Mm. Yeah. So I think um, generally what I order from Honest Bee are the bulk item kind of things, like, like you know, drinks or um, package items, canned food, stuff like that. For the fresh foods, it's still, it's like a hit and miss. I tried a couple of times to mm-hmm. order like fresh food through it but usually when they bring it over it's not very they don't really choose the best i think that you can get there mm-hmm. um it might just be because the shopper is not familiar as well uh but generally we would prefer to go straight to the butcher or go and pick it up ourselves from um cold storage or ntuc because oh. when you're there you can kind of see the meat you can kind of see and you know what you want to cook right so yes. you know the kind of cut and the kind of meat that you want 
Whereas on Honesty, it's just, like you said, like generic stickers. Mm-hmm. But that, that's yeah. going to change because we were exploring, eh, how come we are not using Redmart or Honesty? We are thinking of mm. getting stuff like, uh, like you said, it's, it's not fresh food, but more of like a uh, uh, laundry detergent where we buy like uh, 1.5 liter, 2 liter, and we are lazy yeah, to no. carry. And then we will yeah. just yeah, use that service. Mm. I think especially if you don't have a car, transporting mm. all these bulky items is a little bit difficult. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you carry and you walk back. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't remember there being like a supermarket near your house the last time I visited. How far uh, is it for you? Supermarket? About uh. 5 to 10 minutes walk. Uh. This mm. is a little more, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And the wet market? Oh, wet market? I have to take... Uh, it's back to my old place, MacPherson. Yeah. Wow, quite fun. Uh, I go back because uh, memories, because I stayed there for a long time. Second, mm. uh, get to have those uh, hawker center breakfast. And, yeah, right, and, right, and, right. and remember last week we talked about um, the coffee powder and whatever nonsense, right? I buy it over there. Uh, your supplier is there. Yeah, yeah, my supplier Ooh, is okay. there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I wonder that, if... That the, makes sense. Hey, sorry, I was, I was wondering if uh, our listeners were noticing about uh, my sound is still metallic, but your sound is tremendously <laughs> improved. <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys listened uh, from very early on in Launchbyte's show, uh, this was the... I'm back in the studios, um, back in the NUS Radio Power Studios doing this recording. So I kind of listened to last week's episode and I was just like, oh my God, my sound sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah, so decided to make a trip down, see if it's worth it. I, I kind of think that it is. I like mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I might do this on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try to do a video, mm, but that's later on. Anyway, yes. we, we, we should uh, move into our topics today and yes. uh, we'll start with something very interesting that I'm very tempted to buy or rent <laughs> or slash I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah. what do you so buy speaking recently? Of video, speaking of videoing and probably what I'm going to use to video if we do studio recordings, um, I got a 3Xs gimbal from Ziyun. Uh, yeah, so for those of you who do like photography and stuff, you know that um, videographers will use a stabilizer when they are doing moving shots, something that will help to correct, you know, the handshake and all of the kind of bumpiness that you see in the video if you try to handheld record, right? Especially if you're moving or running even. So I went online and I was trying to find something that was more affordable. Um, in terms of consumer grade, 3-axis gimbals, there is the DJI Osmo, that's probably the most popular one around. What it does is basically there are three motors on this little device that you hold in your hand that help to stabilize your camera shot. So if you jerk a little bit or your, um, you know, when you walk, you naturally have this like um, up and down movement. This 3-axis gimbal will help to correct it so that your video is perfectly still. I'll probably upload some test shots that I've seen, but if you Google online, you should be able to see quite a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this um, Ziyun is actually much cheaper than the GDJI Osmo. That's the first thing. And it does really well. It's got a lot of cool features. Yeah. So Brian, yeah. I sent you a couple of videos, right? Yeah, I like the one where... Oh, I, I was impressed. Because I was thinking that it was just a image stabilizer. I didn't know, you know the video that you sent me where you were sitting in front of the, uh, the, the stabilizer itself? And when mm. you move your head and it starts to follow you. Yeah. That's like the lighting follow spot, right? Where you move around and it starts to follow you. I thought it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the cool features of this. Um, it 
because it has the motors, right, and because it has its own app, it has this way to track your face. So you can set it up on a tripod, point it at you, and even if you move around, it will center itself on you smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like having your own um, motorized camera arm that will follow you around. Yeah. Actually, so that's one of the cool things you can do with it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I truly want to get one. But have you been noticing uh, there are a lot of uh, devices out there right now, be it like, uh, for example, DSLR used to be very expensive, it becomes cheaper. And a lot of tools are getting cheaper to allow us, like, those non-professional people to get, pro, I don't know, semi-pro or to get better quality out of these devices. Definitely. So um, we've definitely seen this trend. A lot of the prosumer products, I think they are called, are starting to gain a lot of traction and get, come to a point where it's actually affordable for hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in the videography or audio space. Think about this. Uh, maybe five, ten years ago, to get a good camera for filming with like slow-mo and everything, you have to spend upwards of five to ten thousand. Wow. To just get a proper rig. And a stabilizer like this, stabilizer like this, right, used to be like body size. You have to hold it and then mount it on your hip so that it will help to stabilize your camera because those cameras are pretty large. And those were the only ones that were made because that's what professionals use. Mm-hmm. But now because the iPhone's camera is so great, we've got DSLRs that are being used for actual like video productions and people are making short films with these things. People start to create products around it. And because these are smaller, because they're targeting to consumers, the price comes down to maybe Mm $200, $300, Mm -hmm. which is actually affordable for the kind of results that you get out of it. Of course, it's still pretty much on the higher end for a hobby, I would say. Um, But if it's something that you kind of want to monetize and stuff, it's, it's not bad. I like the idea of like pro consumer stuff getting, oh, but, uh, does it consume a lot of battery? Like for example, your iPhone itself is running on battery, right? How about the, the, the device itself? Okay, so this is where it gets interesting, right? Because I was doing some research on the DJI Osmo. The DJI Osmo would last for maybe about two to three hours, which, I mean, to be honest, if you're recording with your phone, that's going to be quite long already. I think your phone, if you're continuously recording, will only last for about an hour. Yeah. Um, This Zuyin, it it says it has a battery life of up to 12 hours. (laughs) Ha ha. And it has okay. a USB port to plug in your device charger as well. So you can kind of use this battery pack as an extra uh, battery pack for your camera. And, you know, it can power itself as well. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a good balance. I haven't really tested it out, like, live, like, making a video and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll see when I bring it out to do some shoots. When, when you are in uh, Mongolia, right, for the travel with this, how are you going to manage the battery life? Yeah, so... Lots of that's power bank, a lot, a lot of power bank. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. That's plan A. <laughs> so I'm definitely bringing, like, a couple of large power banks. Um, I might want to get one of the bigger ones. Uh, again, I'm not sure what the, the limit is to bring on our flight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember right now, but it's definitely something that I'm going to have to think about. Because uh, especially in Mongolia... Uh, there is no real power infrastructure out in the Gobi Desert. Okay. And as we travel around, we are going to need to be self-sufficient for at least a day. Uh, from what I've heard, some of the tents that we're going to be staying at at night will have generators, but I'm not sure how 
much charging I'm going to get done because we're going to be bringing this plus a bit of camera equipment, um, maybe a drone. So I'm not entirely drone? sure. Drone? Okay, have you bought it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but <laughs> going DJI? to. DJI? <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably oh DJI. God. Okay. Probably not the. We're not getting the Spark. We're probably getting the Mavic Pro. So. Oh. That's something that I will be testing out over the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. So, so, so how much do you buy for this screen for yours? Uh, the screen is, a, I got it at 180 on Carousel. Guys, go check out Carousel. It's, so this uh, is Q3. Pretty good to find. Sorry? This is Zirin's Smooth Q3 or 3. No, it's a Smooth Q. So there are oh, several different models. Okay. Yeah, there's a Smooth 3, uh, the Smooth C and the Smooth Q. Oh. The Q seems to be the latest model that was released this year. Okay. Uh, it's generally about $200 without any of the extra add-ons. I managed to find um, someone selling it on Carousel at about 180 It was secondhand. They used it once. Um, and it also came with a GoPro attachment, which is something that I was looking for. Because uh, this Smooth Q is actually designed specifically to be used with the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. But you can find an attachment that will allow it to be used with um, <clears throat> the action cameras. So another thing that you want to watch out for is that they do have different models for different kinds of uses. There is one, I think, for the DSLR, which is the um, Zirin Crane, I think. Oh, yeah. And they Zirin also Crane. have yeah, the Zirin Smooth C, which I think is for the, um, the action camera. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, just be sure of what you're looking at and what you're looking for because sometimes I found it a little bit confusing because yeah. the models weren't very different. Because yeah. I'm, I'm looking through Carousel right now, and uh, there are a lot of, mm, there are not a lot of the models, but the model naming is a little bit confusing. Yeah, and the picture doesn't really tell you much because all of them basically look like the same kind of holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just something to watch out for if you're looking to pick up this 3-axis gimbal. Ah, hmm. nice. Um, you could say, I did quite a bit of research before I decided to go with this because I wasn't sure whether or not it performed well. Um, yeah. Even in my own testing, it works very well as a 3-axis gimbal. Mm -hmm. The little additional things like the face tracking and the time-lapse, motion time-lapse thing, they work okay, but I would say like based on what I saw online for the DJI Osmo, um, the software for DJI is of course a lot better, mm -hmm. a lot more user-friendly and also the turning and stuff is very smooth. It's very... Uh, it's a lot more professional at the end of the day. So something for you to consider, go online, check out the videos. Uh, I might do my own review video at some point, but I don't have the Osmo. So it's something to consider. There's some pros and cons, but for the purposes that I was getting it, I think it was worth the discount <laughs> that I, I got. So yeah. Yeah, I think 180 worth it. Cause I've been looking at it. It's hard, it seems to be hard to get 180, especially with the GoPro. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so yeah, definitely something that you guys should check out uh, mm -hmm. and get if you're thinking of doing some nice videography for your travel videos and stuff. It's pretty compact too, actually. Yeah. So you can kind of put it in your bag. It's it's like a slightly bigger selfie stick. Just think about it that way. Yeah, so I think, hmm, I'm just going to rent from you. Yeah, so one of the main <laughs> issues that I had with spending that much money on uh, these kind of things, the drone or this um, three-axis gimbal, right, was it's it's pretty pricey for something that I probably am using only for my hobby and I'm not going to be using very constantly. But um, I started to see on Carousel that there are a lot of people who are renting this out. 
mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. on a daily basis for like maybe ten dollars, twenty dollars, depending on what you're renting. So I think it's a great idea, right? It's 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 a way to do like the whole sharing economy thing, mm-hmm. and Carousel kind of enables that as well because you can find a lot more people on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I it it's one way to make back at least some of the costs. Um, there are of course things that you want to think about, you know, like deposit, what happens if it gets damaged, uh, and ultimately, like, how are you going to, you know, manage your own usage of it at any point of time. But I think, yeah, for something that pricey, it's a good idea to rent if you're only going to use it one-off. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the renting site is actually not bad, but Mm-mm-mm. the, the mm, yeah the part where that is contributing is also the part where like what if someone spoils it and uh, so so I see right now like the Zuin Smooth Q people are renting it at uh, if you rent more than a week right each day is about $8 and you put a deposit mm. of 50 yep, but yep. The, but this device itself let's say at an average price of 200 and if I rent it mm. at 50 and I damage it <laughs> that means I don't know do, they will just take the 50, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to cover the cost. Actually, I'm not sure. La, but um, I just feel depends that Depends on how unlucky you are. Oh, yeah, true also. Yeah. But, you know, you know, okay, okay, so don't point fingers. But on average, people, when they rent stuff, right? So take a look at the bicycle. So have you looked at like old bikes and whatever old four bikes out there? Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like trash no no they're not trash but they look trash up next to the bus stop some are without handles some without seat yeah. I, I don't know but that's the thing about that particular rental right there's no deposit attached to that uh, Ofo have or Obikes I forgot I give a $19 deposit though oh is it but it's refundable that $19 deposit um. yeah. yeah you would never guess the $19 is only for students Forty nine dollars uh, is for right, public. Right. Yeah. Wow. Guess what? Guess okay. what card did I use to get my student <laughs> rate? So I'm exposing this because it's okay. I seldom use already. Right, right, right. <laughs> I use any card. Yeah, lifelong learning, right? Lifelong, lifelong learning. Student. Yeah, confirm. <laughs> Never stop learning. If you stop learning, you stop growing. Yeah. <laughs> and you stop getting student discounts also. But yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, talking about that, I forget to hmm. ask you one question. The time when you went to Europe, do you bring student yeah. card? No, I did not. And uh, probably should have. There were quite a few places where they were like, oh, are you uh, studying here? And then, damn it. Yeah, okay. Should have, should have, should have. Okay. Uh, what's the next topic on our docket? Oh, yes. Uh, the next one will be 10 more reasons you need to quit your job right now. And um, this article actually surfaced out of my uh, Facebook page. Uh-huh. When I read it, right, then I realized, hey, this article was written in 2011. Uh, but I thought it's quite interesting that we can uh, talk about it. Okay, okay. So, this guy uh, gave you a just lot started reason. at your at your new job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already thinking, uh? Oh, no, no, no. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. Uh, okay. Not yet, but... Uh, not yet thinking of quitting, but I'm like... Uh, hmm. how, how would I play? I, sometimes on the weekend, I spend some time... Like after this podcast, I will uh, learn uh, some coding and write, uh, try to write better software. That means I'm always trying to learn new stuff. Otherwise, yeah, you get yeah, yeah. bored in your life. Oh, and talking about this, I'm just going to sidetrack a little. So recently, I did a one-minute video on hmm. <laughs> on uh, Instagram, right? So I Your day-to-day the, uh, routine, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, so I think... Uh, sorry, you were saying? 
No, I saw it, but carry on. Yeah, so I think um, sometimes when uh, things get dull or things get uh, like repeated, right? Like in a bubble, it becomes a cycle. Then people mm. will start thinking, oh, is this a job for me? Because when they go to office, uh, every day the things that they do are always the same. And yeah, yeah. the challenges starts to uh, plateau and uh, no, they just want, to, they, they, they are just not sure if that work or their job is right for them. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, so uh, when I was doing that video, uh, how, how would I put it? I was thinking like, oh, if, I'm, if I am doing this same thing every day, right? What is mm-hmm. happening around me, around the world? Like what's happening right. to the side? Yeah, cause I, cause I will be like in a tunnel vision kind, like always doing the same thing. Then what's happening at the side? Yeah, right, right, right. That's right. why I did the video. I thought, hey, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely something that you should be aware of, as especially when you're going day to day, because a lot of people suddenly realize it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of maybe like five years, six years into their job, and then suddenly realize, oh, uh, I haven't really progressed since the first day of my job and that's something that I am actually very scared of it's something that I never want to uh, feel mm-hmm. yeah hmm. so uh, I, I have a similar kind of thought right now also on this mm-hmm. uh, anyway that's that's another video thing that we were like I would like to talk about especially using Apple clicks I'm a big <laughs> fan but I have a question that I didn't yeah. share with you before why is it in square I blame Instagram. <laughs> I blame Instagram. Okay. So anyway. Like, that's interesting, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. squares composition wise actually can look pretty interesting mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. cases, but we're just not used to it. And I prefer square to like the portrait. Rectangle? Oh, portrait. Rectangle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially portrait is, I think, uh, it is a trend that we cannot deny because iPhone itself is so easier to hold via in a portrait manner and of course mm. with Snapchat all this right yeah, right now yeah, a lot yeah. of videos are in portrait so let's get back to this anyway the 10 reasons that he gave are like safety home college uh, bosses co-workers uh-huh. fear the work itself doesn't bring any challenge bad things happen um, the economy is not doing well and of course the last thing will be um the job has no more credibility. Yeah. Right, so these right, are the right. reason that if you feel any one of these, that uh, you should quit. But uh, there are some that I like to point out. Like, for uh-huh. example, uh, it, within it, right, there is like a home. Home, it, it talks about, like, for example, you are, you are going to work and you are making the money and you are uh-huh. aiming to buy uh, a home. And after that, you will use that money to pay mortgage and all. So it becomes a circle, right? It locks you in. Then you are right. never out of that. Because you want to buy something and asset and it locks you in. And uh, even though the job is not for you or even you hate your boss or even you, I don't know, you just don't like, you have to stay. Because back of your mind, you keep thinking, I have a mortgage to pay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So that, that's one of the reasons that uh, he... He shares that maybe uh, consider like renting, renting. So he have a link to other article uh, talks about renting in the in the long run, uh, mm-hmm. that it might be cheaper. Actually, this renting thing, uh, if I'm not wrong, the uh, not say the Europeans, but 
uh, aside from the Asia where we believe that uh, owning a property or having an asset is a better uh, give us better stability or assurance I think uh, in the western side they, their concept is they do not necessarily need to own a property because I heard and read on blogs right many of them rent like for example Singapore all of us aim to buy a HDB property and everyone wants to own one right uh, overseas a lot of people rent Okay, so this is an interesting topic which I think we should save for a different episode oh, okay. because there is a lot I have to say about um, renting and owning private or public in Singapore. Okay. Mainly because uh, you know the whole idea of the 99 year and the 999 year lease and all of these, right? And whatever freehold nonsense, yeah. Correct. Because most of the properties nowadays are 99 years and some of them are already in the middle of the 99 years lease. Mm -hmm. And it's really not clear right now what happens when that lease ends up. Ends up. Oh. Um, owning your property is exactly the same as renting your property. Look, because yeah. Yeah. there is nothing that you can pass down to your future generation and ultimately uh, the value goes to zero no matter what you do if mm. you stay towards the end. So uh, the, there was some conversation about it a couple of weeks ago mm. and to be honest, they avoided, the, they avoided answering the question clearly and it's something that I want to do some research before I think I want to talk about this. Uh, it's definitely, definitely something that I find worrying here in oh. Singapore specifically. But overseas, um, renting and versus buying is just a matter of like how much cost you can afford, like how much you can loan. Because yeah. at the end, if you do own the land, it's yours. It's yours to pass down to your children or to treat it as an investment later on because you always own it. There's mm. nothing you can do unless you want to sell it. So yeah, there's nothing anyone else can do, rather I should say. This yeah. one we need to have uh, another episode on its own. Okay. Yes. Anyway, I have uh, two more points on this. Another one mm. that they talk about is uh, why is it right, right now you have to quit your job, right? It's because of uh, their bosses. Mm. And um, I have to be uh, upfront or not be honest, right? I think that uh, having a, um, a boss that respects you will help you to stay in your job longer. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is, uh, before I joined uh, Lazada, right? So I went to, uh, what, what, what site is that? Oh, Glassdoor. And I think uh, there they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of uh, feedback from, right, of course, okay. those are, I don't know if they are um, employees or, because they all leave anonymous feedback, right? So, yeah, but well, one of the key, not one of the key, one of the common consensus is, oh, your management uh, don't know what they are doing. So when it comes to this, right, it is always, I think some people are unhappy with their job, mainly not because of the work, a mm -hmm. work aside, but mainly because of their, the, the leadership that is uh, bringing them or their boss, la, their direct supervisor. Yeah, for sure. Because I think, again, it all comes down to respect. If your boss respect you, give you autonomy, uh, yeah, you might be able to last in your job longer, slightly longer. I don't know. Uh, and that's one. Then the second thing that I want to talk about is uh, in the recent years, I think uh, we can also see that uh, no one will expect an employee to stay like in the past five years, 10 years. What you're yeah. looking now, you're looking at like two, uh, maybe the longest I give you four, 
and um, really, yeah. You, you have you seen four? I never seen four. I always see one, two, one, two. Then people leave already. Mm. Most of my friends, uh, especially in the finance one, right? They jump around the bank right after mm. the right. two two years. They jump around the bank, and um, one of the things that they are doing it is because each time you jump, there's an increment. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that's probably one of the. Um, so they always pull and push factors, right? Yeah. So those are one of the pull factors that will get you. Um, that will pull employees to the to change their jobs, but generally, I think it has to be a combination of that and the push factors. Because if they don't have anything anchoring them, they're like you said, they are not happy with their bosses. Because if you have a relationship with your team, uh, it's it will make that increment part a little bit less significant. I would hope, mm-hmm. unless of course the increment is very very big, like, then <laughs> then one cannot fight. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I feel like two years is a bit short. Oh, but it okay. also depends on what role you're playing, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from what I see, two years seems to be the norm. Right, right, right. Yeah, for the, because when people jump, they get increment. When people jump, they do they they have this mindset of I'm doing something new. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And uh, the last one that I want to talk about is uh. Uh, on this article, uh, uh, which is, mm. it was talking about the economy. Uh, so there is no particular time to actually quit a job, be it the economy that is uh, super good or economy that is you know, uh, really bad. Um, the thing here is, his, his take is, uh, if you are feeling you know, very hmm, unhappy, there's, there's no point. <laughs> there's no point to stay there. You just need to move. Uh, maybe take a break. Or find another work, yeah. In fact, uh, from my perspective, right, if it's a good economy, it's easier to move around. If it's a bad economy, maybe um, you can quit, and if you have saving, maybe you can start up. Mm-hmm. The reason is because when the economy is bad, and if you can survive it, right? Oh, when the economy is good, you should have no problem for the business itself. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, really? You can give it's your like, perspective. Yes. Come. Okay. Okay. So, so let's, let's just take that part about getting out and starting out in a bad economy, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. If you can survive the bad economy, you definitely can do well in a good economy. Mm. Uh, during a bad economical time, it's also probably cheaper to find the resources that you want in order to start up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you better have a lot of savings at that point of time. You better oh, have the right yeah. capital at your point of time because investors in a bad economy will be very tight, True. right? The sentiment will be very cautious. It'll be very difficult for you to get anything. If you're in a good economy, they're just throwing money around because they've got too much money. to. They know how to deal with. And the reason why you say if you survive in a bad economy, it's okay in a good economy is because the bad economy is the worst time to do business, <laughs> right? It's like It's like starting in hard mode. Yeah. Super right. hard work. So uh, PNG started in hard work. They started selling How many PNGs are there in the world? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, you can definitely see a lot of people who take advantage of this time, but it's it's more of a case of being smart about what kind of resources you have and uh, at what point is a good opportunity for you to start. Because during uh, economic downturn as well, you take time to build your product. It will take time for you to build your reputation and stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's good because then expectations of people will be lower during the downturn, right? Yeah. Uh, people will be willing to do work just for a lower 
um, a lower cost essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it's difficult, lah. Yeah. It'll be there'll be a lot of uncertainty. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh my god, the economy is already so bad. Why don't you just get a stable job? Uh, though to be honest, like it's the same, right? You get a job, you might get retrenched. Yes. Uh, you do yeah. a startup, you might lose everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that in the in the case of being retrenched, you got someone else to blame, lah. <laughs> right yeah so there's there's always that that you want to consider i don't necessarily think a bad economy is a good time to start but that's just me yeah okay so so i have another thought process uh not exactly on this but more onto the saving part so you were talking about like you must have a huge saving right so Mm. huge for me uh it needs to be a number so this is how uh I, I thought about it. Uh, so it used to be six months. Uh, now, I mm. would aim to have, uh, so when I'm starting up, I would aim to have at least nine months of my current payroll in my bank. So mm. giving myself a nine-month period to test out stuff. Right, right, it, right. It used to be six months, but now I think I better prepare nine months. Or just in case I have that third person coming up, just in case. Ooh, yes. Uh, okay. That's that's why I was listening to that special podcast uh-huh. called Future of Sex. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, what is Future of Sex? Yeah, Future of Sex. Okay, Future of Sex is a uh, I realized uh or rather I found out recently. Uh it is it is now on episode thirteen. It mm. talks about uh sex and tech. It talks about like for example, one of the uh, episode talks about door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know door, right? Uh like the the door that men use to masturbate or whatever nonsense, they right. they sure. they uh, right now they are putting AI in, so okay. you can yeah so that it has more response and behave right. more of a human, and they are also moving towards uh like more uh, how do I put it uh customized so you can uh, so there's this door startup uh, or a door company in US. Where you can choose the skin color, you can choose the hair, you can choose uh, how it looks like, uh, all this with an app. Then after that, when you order, then it will come customized and uh, it will have AI and it will sort of like have feelings, you know. So that is one of the episodes. Then the second episode, they also talk about tech in terms of uh, sex education. How can, uh, uh, in terms of tech using the media, right, how can they uh, educate to more people, it's not just about uh, ladies. There, there were more. The topic were more on the ladies, like that. It's more about the cases of rape. That how men sees women in right. certain state or certain countries. They still see them as a mm, uh, how would they put it in commodity. a good terms? Yeah, commodity or not equal, right? Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. were trying to see that. Hey, how can we uh, use media outreach? Um, together with tech, right, to reach out to more people that, hey, actually, both are human. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's the whole idea, I think, of education to a certain extent. But then um, there are some places where it's, or some people, I would say, not places, people mm-hmm. that have it so entrenched in their mindset that it's, it's hard to change their mind. Uh. It's mm-hmm. something that you need the right protection for the women. Uh, for the people who are being abused or um, being treated differently to yeah. uh, make sure that they're safe. Yeah. So mm. these are some of the things that you talk about. It also talks about uh, like, uh, this is L. This is L is a startup. Hey, it's funded by YC. 
It's on-demand mm-hmm. condom service. Sure. <laughs> the website is called <laughs> thisisl.com. Anyway, so it talks about this, how uh, the sex and tech come together and all. Mm. Hey, very good. interesting yeah. episode, eh? uh, or rather podcast. I am enjoying it. <laughs> <Indeed>. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So we need to segue from this sex thing to another that is concerning our health. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, diet. Right. Yes, of course. So, you need a healthy diet for the stamina, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, you so you try uh so previously uh uh some months ago we tested mm. with uh, uh what do you call it? Soylent, Soylent, the sign on yeah. DIY Soylent. So how is right, your right, right. so what is the uh, are you still on any Soylent diet or how how are you going to Uh so no. So uh more like I we after the last batch of Soylent that we made, I didn't really um continue making it after because right. It's it's quite a bit of work and it makes my chicken uh, my kitchen chicken my kitchen very <laughs> sticky, uh and ultimately like you get tired of it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's something that's pretty difficult to consistently eat and drink. Um, it's great as breakfast food and that's actually how I ended up uh, finishing most of it. Mm-hmm. I just had it for breakfast, but uh, more recently uh, what I've been experimenting with is the idea of wraps. Because oh, when I was in um like chicken wraps and stuff like that, right? Oh. So one of the things that I really loved, right, surprisingly, when I was in Europe was mm-hmm. their kebabs. And how they serve their kebabs is essentially like a burrito kind of wrap. They mm-hmm. put in uh, vegetables, some carbs, which could be, um, what did they put? They put, it wasn't rice, it was quinoa, I think. I'm oh, super food, eh, quinoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some shredded chicken meat. Now. So uh-huh. it seemed like a very easy thing to prepare and the kind of thing that we can actually keep for a pretty long time. Uh, and if you think about it, right, you can keep the ingredients separate and then when you want to put it together, you just take the wrap, you put the leaves, you put your sauce, you put your ingredients in and then you just wrap it up and you've got a lunch ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I've been um, trying with Mellow to prep every weekend so that I have like lunch prepped for a few days at least. So yeah, it helps you to control, I think, the amount of protein and the amount of um, other nutrients that you get for at least that meal. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so I chose the article, right, that relates to diet and, of course, uh, to bring back the time that we, when we try uh, Soylent. So recently, uh, I have a group of friends. Hmm, they are going especially crazy about this thing about low-carb, high-fat diet. It's kind of like oh, those, okay. yeah, low-carb, high-fat I put the emphasis on high fat. Then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's called ketogenic diet. So, uh-huh. um, friends are doing it because uh, it leads to weight loss. And uh, right, especially right. for uh, friends who are getting hmm, married in the next three to four months, okay, weight loss okay. is super important. So, they Need are to they fit the suit, right? <laughs> yeah, fit the suit. It's not a suit fit them. Yeah. So, they're super into this. Uh, keto uh, diet itself mm, right, so when right. I was reading up I, I haven't tried uh, but when I was reading up it's more of uh, it helps firstly weight loss secondly uh-huh. helps control blood sugar and uh-huh. it's also set to give you more mental focus uh, so I give you an example of the diet itself so let's say you go uh, the economy rice the Taipung when you go there sure. right, you tell them mm. no rice uh, three Three meat and one vegetables. Oh, and, okay. and you are allowed 
and you are allowed to eat as fat as possible. Let's say three, I don't know, kong bar and whatever nonsense, right? It is okay. Oh. It is okay. Because the logic here is, right? The logic here is, the carb is the one that is making you uh, fat. And by having, by replacing it with fats, right? Uh, it is depriving of the body. Uh, how would I put it? It's depriving uh, of the body. Simple sugars for you to break down for energy. Yeah, so once, once you burn all that away, right? It's okay, you will be healthy, you will achieve weight loss. Uh, but there are, there are two things that you need to pay attention to this. One thing is, my friend told me that uh, you will have bad breath. I don't know why you will lead to bad breath, but I think it's because of the high protein diet where the kidney is going to dispose uh, more than usual. And secondly, you yeah, will Yeah, so more. this is pretty much the same as having protein shakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you're re- replacing yes. with a lot of meat and a lot of fats. Yeah, all right. So here's my question. Yeah. In a high-fat diet, right? How does this balance out your cholesterol intake? Because I imagine that like, if you really do high-fat, most of the high-fat foods will be associated with pretty high cholesterol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, this first first. Oh, I better tell all the listeners we 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 are not doctors, so better don't trust us. We also read articles. It's just that we haven't tried, and we hear experience from friends. So this mm. cholesterol thing, I so my my friends they they are also concerned uh, like if I always go for this high fat right, will it also lead to high cholesterol? But they they show me articles that talks about like when you go through this kind of diet, somehow there's an increase in uh, HDL HDL which is those good kind of cholesterols over uh those bad kind of cholesterols in your body, which I also don't understand why. Huh. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why I don't understand okay. why every day you eat kong bar, uh, those three tiers of sure. fat, super fat meat, right? That yeah. You you can be healthy and lose weight at the same time. Okay, yeah. So this this is where I would very much prefer to have, you know, some sort of expert nutritionist. Maybe we can find someone and bring them yeah, on the show. Do you have any friends? I, I, I would love to go a deep dive uh, with them yeah. on this. How can I think you I can. I think I probably would be able to find someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but, so we are- yeah, the main thing here is, you know, I I still kind of fall on the side of the fence where, you know, eat balanced, uh, eat when you're hungry, eat balanced meals uh-huh. uh, and exercise. Because if you go to extremes that they're like, oh, fat, no carb, your body doesn't really have energy. It can break down easily. Fat technically allows you to stay full longer because it takes longer for it to break down the yes. fat the lipids into uh, sugars, into energy that you or body can use. But in the short term, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know how that will work. So, yeah, I, I would love to invite a nutritionist on. But first, uh, personally, I'm with you on the balanced diet, but uh, I'm siding towards more vegetables and uh, fish rather than red mm, meat. Yeah, 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 exactly. And those kind of healthy proteins, you can see that. You can see why you replacing a certain protein with the same amount of energy but with cleaner foods in a sense or with like healthier choices because fish um the fat is different right it's got a different composition than red meat and um even chicken or pork Mm -hmm. it's got a lot more um extra nutrients i believe again talking i'm talking just from what i remember out of uh, articles that i read and i don't really know for sure but the whole idea of uh 
having a balanced meal, having all the nutrients in all places in a balanced amount. And, you know, your body's used to that. Your body is designed for that, not to be shocked into a particular diet style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You, you know there's also keto-proof coffee. So we know there's bulletproof coffee, right? Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, there's keto-proof coffee. And that coffee, basically they add up to 80% of coconut oil. Oh, and Jesus. they also All throw right. in butter. Then they blend it and you have it. Ah. It's a super oily cup of coffee that you drink it down. Okay. And, and I think the reason that you you point out earlier on was like fat is a good, you know... Um, energy booster right or rather it helps you last longer mm. that's why you will not think that you will be hungry so i think this keto proof coffee right where they just throw a lot of fats inside and you know right yeah, yeah. i guess i guess that makes sense but at the same time i i, I don't know how I the body know. or the kidney is going to take it in the long yeah. run yeah okay yeah definitely something we should do more research on and get someone who is an expert to uh come along and have a chat with us at some point yeah okay Let's talk. Uh, let's segue into something very interesting, very lifestyle also. Mm. Oh, but I don't know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> top oh. five. <laughs> Say again. The the gentleman article that we want to talk oh, about, especially uh, for chivalry. Singaporean. Oh, chivalry! Top chivalry. five chivalry traits. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about chivalry. Yeah. So uh, it talks about five traits of chivalry that uh, Singapore ladies like. Right. First mm-hmm. one is paying for your date. Uh, first date. <laughs> And okay, the second okay. one is buying flowers for your date time to time. Mm-hmm. The one, putting on a jacket for your date when it's cold. Fourth mm. one, bring her to good food. Okay. Last one, sending her your date home. Okay, I okay. think I only, pro- I only do... Uh, I only do three of these two. Okay, okay. Alright, so let me start this off by... Um, would you do this with your friends? Friends? Yes. Uh, no. Why? Uh, you mean like paying for your friend's meal? Oh yeah, that's okay. Sometimes when we treat each other, that's okay. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, mm. but buying flowers for friends? No. Okay, nah, maybe the not the not okay. The romantic so stuff. uh, yeah. uh, bringing friends, uh, putting on a jacket for your friends, hard, very awkward. Ah uh, yeah, let them let them freeze lah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> going out with friends with for good food. Okay, can. Uh sending friends home. Hmm. Uh right now hard lah. now got Uber, everyone just shared the right. Uh, <laughs> but 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 why why okay. why why do you ask about friends? Okay, because you see, right? Um I kind of find the whole idea of just being chivalrous for your significant other or someone uh that you're interested in. It's if you're not it's basically being nice, right? It's being thoughtful, it's being um, showing that you care for that person and showing that you're a good enough person to sacrifice a bit of comfort to give them that little extra um, sense of, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this, I care about how you feel, I care about how comfortable you are right now. And that's generally like holding the door, mm-hmm. um, pulling out a chair for the lady or you know, whatever, all of that is all just acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to do this to everyone, if you don't make this a part of your character, Mm -hmm. then you're faking it. Agree. You're just doing it for that one person because, oh, you know, this is what society expects me to do. You're not doing it because you're a better person or a nicer person. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because like, oh yeah, this is what I read online. I think if I do this, then she'll like me better. That's wrong. Yeah. That's absolutely wrong. And I think if we were 
as a society, not even less our parents or whatever that we see uh, teaches us to look at this as this is a chivalrous person, gentleman. This is a gentleman because he does that. This is a gentleman because he dresses up in a certain way. Then we we get expectations out of that behavior. We get people who think like, okay, if I do this, then you know you must come home with me or give me a number or date, see me for a second date because I behave this way. Mm-hmm. Right? So again, yeah, I'm generalizing a lot, but it's something that comes up a lot, I think. <laughs> When I when I get into conversations with uh, certain people, oh, for, yeah. because for me, okay, well, why? Okay, first of all, why I picked this article? Because I thought this article, uh, some of the things that it was talking about is uh, not really true. Uh, then the second thing is, I agree with you that uh, if you don't do this on a regular basis, be it to uh, the date and to your friends, yes, I agree. It's very much faking it. Yeah. And yeah, and I the third thing I think, um, there's a change in uh, how a woman expect from a man right now. So from my perspective, uh, if we give respect to the woman, the date, I think she will feel that you are a gentleman just as well. Maybe maybe you don't give her flowers, but if you respect her, she should feel that respect, right? When you take in her opinion, you have a discussion and whatever not. Uh, yeah, not necessarily always need to give flowers. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, okay, flowers aside, flowers are like giving a gift, right? If it's someone's mm. birthday or if it's a special occasion and you give a gift, that's, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's something that um, you kind of do if you like the person enough as mm-hmm. a friend even, right? You'll buy a gift for your mom on your mom's mm-hmm. birthday. You'll buy a gift for your uh, friend on their friend's birthday or Christmas. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's just that your particular date is something where you want to buy a small gift for. So you buy flowers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Flowers are pretty damn expensive in Singapore. For yeah. some reason. <laughs> I don't understand why. Uh, in other places, like it's it's much easier to get a simple uh, small bouquet for like maybe 10, 20 bucks. And even then, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something to... Mm, might want to consider know. a little bit more or maybe grow your own flower garden that could work uh. yeah if you if, <laughs> if you can grow like uh, what am I growing right now I have a small garden though eh, not mm. garden I have a small place uh, so let's say if you grow uh, four what the four am flowers I, I forgot already I need to go and find out anyway if you I, I love the growing part if you grow and give that is like appreciation that is sensitive that is like everything in yeah exactly yeah. And you save money too. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you look damn cool. You give a pot. <laughs> yeah. So there was actually an interesting video that was going around Facebook a while ago that was uh, related to this topic, right? There was this uh, relationship guru guy. <laughs> oh, really? That was answering questions from women. Like, hey, a lot of them say like, you know, uh, a guy should pay on their first date. And then he was like, why? I was like, I don't know, they just should, right? Because that's what a gentleman should do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And the expectation is kind of set up by this whole conversation about chivalry and stuff like that. Uh, and then he just uh, quickly turned the question around. I was like, would you expect your best friend to do that for you? Uh... And then she said, no. And then he was like, why? And she couldn't answer. So the whole idea here of like having this expectation of, hey, you know, I would pay for my friend's meal or if it were a case where, you know, I uh, 
um, let's just say I'm earning more and I'm going out with like a friend who's a student or something along those lines. And I'll be like, okay, here, yeah, let me get this because I know that I can afford more. And he also brought the analogy to like going on a holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he will offer to pay for you if he knows that this is something that um, you cannot afford. So like say he wants to go on a holiday that's going to cost like 10,000 bucks, but you can only really contribute 2,000 because, you know, um, that's just within your own budget constraints. But he really wants to do it and he wants to bring you along. Mm-hmm. Then he would offer and say like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. Contribute what you can and I will cover the rest. And that's kind of how the relationship should be. It shouldn't be the whole idea of the expectation that um, your significant other, just because he's the guy, should pay for everything. Because then the flip side, oh my God, this is going to be super controversial. But the flip side is like a lot of the times you see a lot of people who say like, okay, yeah, sure. So if I treat a lady this way, then uh, that means that I can take her back tonight. You know, the expectation there is like, hey, you know, uh, I've done all of this for you. Aren't you going to give me back something in return in the in the sense of uh, sexual or whatever other favors, right? Yes. Yeah. And then how do you answer that? Mm-hmm. Because if you talk about all of these in the same line, it's it's a matter of like expectations, right? It's a matter of like how much do you respect the person? And at the end of the day, if you want to talk about chivalry, mm-hmm. we have to have the right expectations, the right mindset, the right respect in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I went off on the tangent right there, but yes. No, 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 I totally agree on the, the, on the part that is talking about respect. I think it's equal, so because I've been listening about the future of sex, right, when they have many, uh, some episodes on talking about gender equality and uh, ladies and all, but I really believe that uh, if you give respect, uh, mm. like I will consider consider you a, a gentleman itself because mm, right. um, it's very important. Um, yeah. When you respect others, people will respect you back. Mm. That's it. Like there are small things that you can always do that these small little actions that would be considered classy. Uh-huh. As opposed to like, you know, chivalrous. And I kind of feel like that's a good place to start for most people, uh-huh. be it a man or a lady. Like if you behave classily, if you um, respect the other person and do things that make the other person feel nice, uh-huh. you can't go wrong, right? Yeah, I guess... Sorry, sorry, you were saying? Yeah. No, go, you go ahead. Right? I wanted to say, okay, so all this chivalrous trait, right? So uh-huh. be apply you apply for your friends, apply to your date. Now the challenge here is do you still apply it after you are married? Oh, uh, I think this one you're in a better position to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so this kind of thing is always uh, like, hey, before we got together, you used to uh, like, uh, sometimes when you, you, you will cook for me, right? Now that uh-huh. we are married, I never seen you step into the kitchen. Why? Uh, you know, this kind of thing. You sound no. like you're speaking from experience. Uh, <coughs> no, no, no. Uh, I maintain... Uh, well done, uh, How do I put it? I maintain 80% of the, 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 the things that I do okay. before yeah. I work with uh, Legion until mm-hmm. even we are married. Yeah. Huh. What about the 30%? Hmm. Mm. Lost in time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, well, Lee Tran, if you're listening to this podcast, you're here now. Now you know you can expect 20% more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's definitely true. And um, what I was going to say earlier, I actually forgot, wait, everything. What I was okay. going to say earlier is that um, I think the short of this is, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a full gentleman. Just don't be a dick. Don't yes. be an asshole. Mm. Yeah. Treat people like you would want to be treated. You know, sometimes you want something nice. You want to give them something nice, make them feel nice. And if you apply that to your relationship, I'm sure, you know, that's that's always a good direction to go. Mm. Even after you're married. Yes, totally agree. 20% less is not noticeable, so can't go <laughs> about that. 80 20 rule, you know, I'm applying that. Ah, right, 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 Trying right. to reduce some of the stuff, but I don't get noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. There we go. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 uh sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to say yeah, that's that's the topic. That's the four topic that we have for today. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun topic. See? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much all on our docket today. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh no, but if you have uh, certain topics that uh, you want to talk about, you can write in to us. Yeah, we have yeah. the email, right? We have the email. You can like hi at launchbite.com. EIG comes oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So send us an email at hi at launchbite.com. Uh, you can address it to either Brian or myself, Chris. Yes. And yeah, that's pretty much all we have for the show. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will come back next week. We don't really know what we're talking about. We usually decide like a day before. before. <laughs> because it's usually interesting things. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.